song for today's movie. Wow, did I just pop a pee? I can't dance, but I can groove a little bit. Do you remember this music video? It was pretty, not infamous, famous. 1999 or so. It was like the only kind of uh, non-boy bandish or Eminem song to make TRL back in those days. Virtual Insanity, Jamiroquai with the room, with the moving floor. Now I'm putting it there. Um, by the way, hello and welcome to a podcast edition of the show. Right now it's early. It is 1.44. Uh, we will record and on this podcast today is my friend, Kate Pixler. Who is Kate? Kate is the marketing Empress. I've been trying to think of the right word of royalty to call her. I was thinking princess, but some people might go, you know what? Why why, why am I not a queen? I don't know. Princess has a good ring to it. Uh, we saved uh, Princess P or whatever in Mario. We didn't say queen. Um, so Kate is the empress, goddess. Kate is in charge of so much of the marketing at Imagination Station. And I saw something the other day on the downtown. T- don't I sound like I'm in such a better mood? See, I just had... I was crappy the other day, really bad on money, quite a funk over the weekend, but I kept reminding myself, and each time when I hit these funks, they last less and less because I remind myself, it will pass. And then I watched Robert Downey Jr. with Letterman on Monday night. He was invigorating and provocative and energizing, and his persona snapped me back in what I, I needed to be. That's why that song is perfect. Anyway, are you keeping up? Are we a little manic today? I'm not talking too fast. You're listening too slow. Um, So I saw something on the downtown Toledo Twitter account, something about restaurants and all benefiting the imagination station. And they are. Kate will explain that coming up. But um, I also wanted to chat with her and we will about because we haven't done it yet. What's going on there? Uh, I was downtown, what, like three weeks or so ago? And I don't think the Imagination Station is open, but the theater is being built. So there's, there's stuff there. So Kate can update us on all that. Um, We'll get to Kate shortly. I want to run down a bunch of things real fast. One, congratulations to Tiffany Tarpley. Who the hell is that? Well, I don't know who it was till last night either. She is the new morning co-anchor on WTOL because a lot of of chess pieces have been moved recently. Uh, My buddy Melissa went to evenings to work with Andrew, who left her for Columbus. So now Melissa is with Dan. Are you keeping up? So now, Tiffany is kind of coming home. She is a BG alumni, which it seems like WTOL has a lot of. A lot of Falcons there. Not Nothing wrong with that. Don't they have a really good like media or media arts program? Where I think of Toledo, I think of nursing, healthcare field, engineering, science, BG, Falcons, Brown, Orange, and, um, and, and good media arts programs. So, welcome, Tiffany. She's going to be the co-anchor with Tim Miller in the morning, and she joins a a crew that I miss watching in the morning because I would when I was here during those hours. I would watch all of them. Um, Tim and Steven on traffic. Chris Vickers doing weather, and there is no one more genial and affable and gleeful than Chris to to wake up to. And also, uh, Michelle and Ariel out in the field doing Storters reporter style. So, welcome to Tiffany, and kind of like, welcome home. Welcome back to Northwest Ohio. What else do we have? Um, I did see the Dales thing. So Dales uh, owner is is pulling the the government's too restrictive. You're crushing my business. And this is um, so whenever somebody might do something offensive, it's like, what about the children? Now it's what about my employees? 
I, I don't know. And and there is some truth to that. Like, yeah, you want to do great by your employees. But I know a lot of people who, who work places who don't like their bosses. And their bosses are like, what about my employees? So Dale's is, is, is in a tiff. And I don't, it didn't catch my attention. I didn't dive into it as deeply as I did with uh, the pizza cat thing because I've only ever been to Dale's once. It's not my hood. And I, I've had a relationship with people at, at Pizza Cat before. And that was a little bit more dramatic um, where somebody got caught making stuff without a mask and a, and a customer was upset. This was more the business going, I can't do it anymore. And maybe they can't. Although I do find the timing ironic. The same week where... Um, people have gotten really pissed off about what's called officially the road diet on Conant, where they're narrowing the lanes from four to two striping, but it's called a road diet. And it's called that because they want to slim it down. And it's kind of paradoxical or counterintuitive. Hold on a second. You're telling me they want less traffic by causing more traffic? Yes. They actually want to deter you from taking that road. As other people have, as people have said, who may or may not live in Maumee, they're like, they're just going to go through the neighborhoods and then the neighbor, the neighborhoods will be pissed off. The people are driving through their streets. Okay. Let's see. I've asked a couple of people so far, just a couple people. And I'd like to ask more Roxanne, Roxanne, more WTOL people. They're, they're my choice for news. I'm closer with a lot of those people in a lot of different ways. Actually, it's because most of them are really more active on Twitter than some of the other places, except for Sophia at NBC24. If you're active on Twitter, we're going to have a good relationship. Um, Roxanne, I hope I, I say Roxanne's last name correctly. Ilias? Roxanne, did I get that right? Uh, Roxanne went and spoke to businesses a couple weeks into now the road diet on Conan, and she got nothing but positive remarks. I think the, the biggest quote that I recall is from The Village Idiot. Everybody loves the idiot, right? The pizza place, the cool, you know, dive bar. Used to do a lot of soccer things there, the full 90 pub on the weekends. Um, and the village idiot people were like, it's great. We're totally delighted with this. It's exactly what we expected. Um, I guess there's now more parking on Conant, which will be good for once the Monettes arrives. And I would guess, you tell me if I'm wrong, give me the answers. I'm always asking for feedback and you can tell me when I'm wrong. I am more than happy the mark of a great mind is a willingness to change it. You just got to tell me that I'm wrong and back it up. But if you tell me that, look, we don't want people driving through our neighborhood if it means we get a Monette's. I've got plenty of other places to shop. I can like zoom down the Churchills or something. Or maybe it's worth. There are always trade-offs in life. And I do I do wonder if the people driving through Maumee who do that commute don't even live there and don't shop there, and don't put any money into downtown. So, and, and it's just a very loud minority. And I've talked about this before when it comes to cancel culture. I think plenty of people, the right kind of people, have been canceled. But a lot of other people have gotten caught up in that, that torrent of rage, which only lasts a short period of time, and have been brought down because the business or whoever succumbed to it. And maybe maybe they deserved some real criticism, but not to be canceled. Um, because I feel like we've given certain businesses, certain people, certain bosses have given too much credit to the loud, angry minority, the loud, angry mob that is really a minority on Twitter. I, I've... Every couple of years I hear this, and I feel like with all the, 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 the stuff that's happening on Twitter, like, everybody's there. 
Facebook and like probably Instagram and other social media places dwarf Twitter. There's just, it's a cacophony of noise where everybody is always talking. I mean, you go there to give your opinion. It's never going to be silent. Someone's never going to tweet, didn't want to say anything. It's people throwing their their opinion into the ether. And I think sometimes businesses, and again, bosses, forget that it's a very loud minority and for the most part, it will fade away. Like, I knew that Pizza Cat would be okay. Um, I don't agree with what was going on there. Um, and I've talked about that a couple of weeks ago. So it'll dissuade me from doing what I usually do with them and, and buying from them for now. I, I, the honest truth is I haven't ordered there forever because they're not on the delivery app that I use. They don't deliver to where I live. That stopped me from frequenting them more. But Matt was helpful in a lot of NAMI causes. And I, I dislike, I disagree with his his policy there. Um but I knew he'd be okay because they just kind of let the internet talk itself silly. And then, you know, in 24 hours, it faded away. You probably have forgotten about it since then. And also that was the, the week of the first debate. So there will always be something else that comes along that, that, that consumes the news cycle that so more places, businesses, management should be patient and, and really objectively evaluate. Did what this person or did what this thing said, is it really... Is it deadly? Like, is it the worst thing ever? Is it pressing the nuclear bomb? Is it dropping the the N-word or whatever? Or is it just a a really thoughtless, tone-deaf mistake that one can atone for? Like, with the Sylvania kid, Mitch Miller, the hockey player, when I saw that stuff, I was disappointed the other night that I didn't know he was that kid earlier. I didn't want, I don't want him to, I don't want the Coyotes to cut him. It happened four years ago. So I'm disappointed by a couple of things, but I don't want his life over by any means. And if you ever think I'm going too far for people, please, by all means, yank on my chain. When it comes to the news cycle, I am, disappointed is not the word. I am distraught. I am upset. There was another police shooting the other day. In Philadelphia, so obviously it's more on my radar than than other things. I I sixty some percent. If we're talking local news coverage, sixty percent of what I read is Toledo. The rest is Philadelphia. If we're just talking local, um, and there was some kind of ambulance call, um, and this is still being sorted out. And of course, it was it was a black fellow, and I don't know. I think the officer the officers were not black. Um, could have been a mental health situation. Likely was the guy would not listen to the officers. You can see the video of him shot. I've retweeted this. You can find this easily enough, but I'm getting to my point. Sorry, I just want to explain what happened. Runs out in between two cars on a, on a small West Philadelphia street, um, and I believe a predominantly black neighborhood, and he didn't drop the knife, or, or if he even had one. I'll say, he, fine, he had a knife. The officers shot, I believe, 14 times, hitting him 10. He's dead. Um, The officers, listen closely, please. The officers were... Not wrong, they were following protocol, right? Change the fucking protocol. He had a knife. Like you ever hear the saying you brought a knife to a you brought a knife to a gunfight? He had a knife. There was two of them. And look, maybe more details will come out about this, but I've we've all I you can go find the video. Um they like everyone like many people that I've seen have said they're right. Tase him. Tase him. Shoot him in the leg. And I get it. Um we're human beings, police officers, human beings. You are the sum of other experiences you've had personally and professionally. And in those moments, you cannot hesitate because you could die. I get that. But maybe it's time we we teach anyone who's in this situation, 
we can teach these situations to go a different way. There are ways that you can train an officer's brain or anybody's in this situation. Shoot for the leg. Take the guy out. Put the guy down. Not, not, not this swarm of bullets or tase or God shoot and then get the the stick out and keep him down. Don't do George Floyd. But this really is very similar to George Floyd. Not, I mean, we watched the guy die on video again, and it's. I was talking to Alex about this last night. She's like, I don't see the similarity. I'm like, uh, uh, another senseless, uh, another senseless killing of a black man who didn't ask for it, deserve it, or anything like that. He had a knife. He didn't have a machine gun. He didn't have an automatic weapon. He didn't have guns. He had a knife. We're going to just throw it at the officers? Okay. Um, again, bring in a knife to a gunfight. I, I, I wish that situation would have been handled differently. The takeaway here is you don't know what I'm talking about. Isn't it amazing? And I get it. Um, last night, the cult guy, the, the cult sex leader, got uh, got sentenced to how many ever hundreds of years in jail for branding these women's pubic areas, these teenagers, and take pictures, and it's wild cult shit. Um, so that was happening. And also, we're a, week for, we're a week away from the election. So I get that it's going to be very hard to penetrate the news cycle. Do you even know that the Dodgers won the World Series last night? Um... And I, I, I believe, I, I don't have, and I'm in the media, but not the media, like delivering you or writing about or giving you news. I'm passing it along from WTOL, from where I saw this story, the local Philadelphia news. I, I'm not doing these stories like reporters are, friends I've already named. Um, I'm passing their work along to you. So, yeah, I have, I have part of it, but I, I think too many people have the idea that there is an agenda being pushed at all times. It is in some ways, but it might not be what you think. Um, Follow the money. It's always been about eyeballs, clicks, and interests. And maybe it's too banal to say, if it bleeds, it leads. Um, I heard that saying a long time ago in a movie, and I I, I think that that still holds true now. If it bleeds, it leads the news. Um, like, look at all the, the supermarket, uh, uh, what are those, those circulars, those weird, like, Bat Boy impregnates three women, all that shit. Um, it's, it's that wild, preposterous, outrageous stuff that catches our attention. If those things were just uh, bats saved in Amazon, is that an Amazon forest? You're not going to read it. But if it's wild stuff, it'll catch your attention. And that, that's what you... As an audience, viewer, listener, whatever, as a consumer, have won it over the years. And it's become an arms race in the attention economy to get your attention. That's why things have become bigger, louder, crazier than ever. And it sucks. Um, You have created the agenda that you accuse the media of having. Now, look, there are other times. I do believe that the Facebooks of the world and Twitters throttle back on some things. But I wish, especially since I think the the, uh, the social media people are testifying at Congress today, um, Jack, the Twitter guy, Zuckerberg, and somebody else, um, I wish so- somebody would be like, hey, I know we're getting big election bucks. Like, we are being paid to promote this, this, and this. We are a business. They are paying us. Um, but I wish somebody was like, Another black man lost his life when he didn't have to. We need to make sure people see this. But you uh, you apparently don't want to see it because enough people have seen it where they can share it or talk about it so that the algorithm organically scoops it up and runs with it and it, and it fights 
its way for eyeballs and interest right alongside the election. It is not that much different from what happened to George Floyd. And you remember what happened all summer. There are protests and things, and there were a lot of cops injured the other night in Philadelphia. And this could be happening everywhere, like with the George Floyd thing, but you don't know about it. So if you accuse big media of an agenda, just know that they're giving you what what you've wanted interest. And I, I hope I constructed that properly as to how we got here into such a loud world. It's the attention economy. The louder, the wilder, the crazier, the more likely it is to get your attention. And sometimes some really important stories locally, nationally get missed. Speaking of local things, it is quite timely. Um, my He's a friend. My, fr- my friend and I look up to him in a lot of ways. Fred over at WSPD was giving me some flack the other day saying, don't, don't be so quick to support the Metro Parks and Levy, which I already did, because the more land the Metro Parks take up, the less space the townships have to tax you, and then it comes back on us. Uh, he's got a podcast with somebody that explained it really well, and it makes that makes more sense. I would like to believe at the end of the day, um, having well taken care of and nicely curated green space all over is is never a bad thing, even if it comes out of my pocket, our pocket, in other ways. Like Nature is good. It's not like even the Amazon things or whatever else. The Metro Parks just to receive a very prestigious gold medal award for how they are run. Um, and all the local media was, was, was tweeting it out there. And it's a great, very deserving award. The timing is very interesting, though, a couple of days. And that's where my cynicism hops in. You have cynicism about the media and any kind of agenda. And I, I'll leave it right there. Um but there's where my cynicism comes in. How timely. They get this award announced right before Election Day, even though many people have already voted. The purple pumpkin thing, we talked about it yesterday. I need to be, I, I don't think I was as clear as I, I possibly could be with that. Um, uh, this was not a don't live in fear kind of thing, because you know that's not me. And in fact, you know, for the billionth time, even though I'd, I'd, I'd kind of buried it in my brain, one person says you're living in fear. Somebody like me says, thanks for being cautious. Thanks for, for caring about somebody else. Thanks for being sympathetic and not reckless. It's amazing how we see the same thing differently. And that's never more true than, you know, we've been watching the debates. Um, like when the president says, I saved, I kept 2 million people. We were supposed to lose 2 million people. And his people go, wow, he's a hero. And then sense comes into play. You know, well, yeah, that's if we did nothing. <laughs> Um, and we're still going to get to like 250,000, 300,000. Like we might hit a million when this is all said and done. I don't, half a million seems like a, a decent bet, but you just heard, you just, sorry, I was looking at something at the station here. You just heard that it, we were supposed to lose 2 million. Ah, 200,000, that's nothing. Um, the, the purple pumpkin thing, it was not any kind of mask, anti-mask thing. It was whatever steps you're doing now to be as safe as possible for trick-or-treating, you should have been doing them anyway. Does that make sense? It's I'll, I'll strip this down to its most elemental level. You should have always been washing your hands after you go to the bathroom, especially in public, where you just pissed or whatever, wiped your ass, and then you put your hand on the handle. Nope, I'm not touching that. I'm stuck. I got to wait. For, like, you should have always been doing whatever is giving you the reason to make this purple pump. You should have always been doing that. So I, I hope that that's clear. I felt like it, it wasn't online. But then again, some people, are they, they see something that's COVID-related and it's mask, no mask. 
is a mask hole someone who is for or against masks? I, that, that hasn't worked. I, I haven't been able to figure that out yet. Um, two more quick things. There was a gentleman who is uh, from California. He is a native uh, Michigander from the University of... Uh, he's a Michigan native and University of Michigan fan. He used Facebook Messenger to threaten a shooting at Ohio State University during the Michigan game and vowed to hurt players on the football team and then coach Urban Meyer. Um California man's threats to harm college football players epitomized fandom spiraled out of control. I, if you've followed me for a long time, thank you. But I've always, whenever I'm asked who has the worst fans, bar none, college football. And I really don't like, I think Michigan fans are more prone to that. And this is evidence A through at least L. Um, he was going to, to, I think, shoot these people or whatever. But any threats of violence are to be taken seriously in the world that we, we live in. But this is... This is like also evidence A through Z as to why I backed off from, I like sports, but I'm not a fan. Um, the teams I like and follow on Route 4 or Route 4 for my dad, they don't di- dictate my mood anymore like they used to. And uh, he got a year. He got a one-year sentence for those threats from two years ago. Uh, I'd give him more. Now, remember, on a more thoughtful podcast, I will give you the uh, two kinds of criminals Two, two kinds of people make up most criminals. People who are desperate, po- very possibly because of um, societal issues that put that person in that circumstance, um, and mental health issues. This guy is probably the latter, has some mental health issues, um, and if we can if we can decide that, fine. But one year is very light for making these serious kinds of threats. And I said a bunch of weeks ago, um, I know an eye for an eye and the whole world is blind. Yeah, but an eye for an eye and uh, a lot more people are be are well-behaved. Like this woman in Perrysburg just the other day ran off in her car from the Rite Aid on Louisiana or in Perrysburg um, and an officer's arm was caught in the vehicle. I don't know what she got charged with and I believe the officer was injured but we'll be okay. Um, let's do the same to her. Let the officer or me, uh, no, I don't want to mess my car up. Let, let's put her arm in a window and, and drive the same distance she drove with the officer. I believe in some deterrence. Um, the last thing, this incredibly gruesome Halloween display. And Halloween is my favorite time of year. I love the creativity and the dressing up. And I don't like to dress up. I don't like to be creative. I like to see everybody else's creativity. This is in Dallas. It's someone's home. He's some kind of artist. And you've really got to see the pictures. Um, there's a wheelbarrow. Is it wheelbarrow or wheelbarrel? Well, his is filled with severed limbs. And there is real-looking fake blood splattered all over the property. There is, uh, I think, a decapitated body with a pike going through it on the roof. And another body that's on the porch. And people are calling the police because it looks so real. And this is one of these things where I shake my head. And this is, we just don't, I just don't connect with people. This is why I stay with the dogs and why very hard time dating and expanding my, my social circle and my friend circle. There's very few people whose wavelengths I can, I can, I can get with. So a lot of these people that have called the police, and I guess even some of the police have, have been concerned that this was real. So you're thinking, okay, I come across this, this scene of utter carnage, and sorry, I was looking outside to see if somebody was looking in. I see this scene of utter carnage. Again, this does not look like a Halloween. Well, you you got to stop and think. What I would think is because people are just calling the police and they're like, "Oh my God, there's bodies everywhere. There's there's severed arms. There's blood everywhere. Come out here." I'm first thinking, did nobody else see this sooner? 
which would made me which would then make me think, oh, oh, it's a Halloween display. I mean, it's gruesome. It's not like a dead animal or two. Um, but I, I just wonder how little people actually think. And I get it. It's supposed to evoke a visceral reaction um, where maybe you think about calling the police, but then you, you gather your second thought and go, oh, it's a Halloween display. Or how could this possibly happen with the police not already being called? Uh, Kate, I'm sorry for taking up your time. My good friend, Kate Pixler from Imagination Station. We've got a lot to get to. Thanks for being here on the podcast. Hi there. Hi. Oh, yeah, this is definitely a telephone. Yeah, see, it sucks. It is what it is. Well, we, I, I, you, you didn't follow directions. What do you do to Nora when she doesn't listen? Take her phone away. Well, well, I can't do that in this case because we need your phone. The other thing I can do is... I'll see no because it'll be... Not gonna work either. We can do this. Well, I have a. I have, the All people right. that listen have dealt with a lot of crap to to get to this show and tolerate a lot of my BS. So you being on the phone won't be the biggest problem. All right, if you say so. I do. So what's the restaurant thing? Because downtown Toledo has done a very good job promoting it. Because I saw their <laughs> tweets and I saw I saw their tweet and then I saw you and I'm like, why are they talking about Moose's place, Souk? And then that's when I kind of put it all together and that's when I wanted to ask you <laughs> what's what's up. Well, so here's what we're having. It is called Feed Your Imagination, Bid, Eat, Repeat. So with COVID happening right now, we kind of had to rethink the way we do things. So obviously this year we weren't able to do our typical bash, which is our biggest fundraiser of the year. So in order to replace that, or at least some of the revenue that would have come in from that, we... Um, partnered with some of the restaurants who would have participated and then also are offering the silent auction that everybody loves to have as well. So we have a handful of restaurants um, that are very supportive and are donating a portion of their checks from their regular food menus um, to us at the end of the week. So we've got the Blarney, Brimhouse, Chow, the Heights, Mayberry ice cream, real seafood, and souk. So all of them have partnered with us in some way to donate a portion of their check back to the Science Center. I like it. And I'm sorry that I've never been to the bash. Well, when COVID is over and hopefully next year we can have the bash, you will have to come because it is a really great time. It's kids, Adults get to be kids again. Yes. Two years ago, it was 80s. What was last year's theme? Last year was a disco. Was a disco. It was. We had a great band from Detroit. So next year, let's do 90s. You want to do the 90s next year, huh? Well, I mean, it makes sense. Like, 70s is disco. You did 80s. And then, yep. but, I mean, it makes sense. Like, what are some of the other ideas that you kicked around the theme tonight? Well, so, like, this year we were kicking around doing, like, the Roaring Twenties because it's the 20, yeah. 2020. And everybody, I remember I remember back before all this, everybody was so excited about the, 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 the roaring 20s of, of the 21st century. Well, look where that got us. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants to relive the 20, yeah, it seemed, 20 it seemed thought like right now. Everybody forgot that there was a pandemic then, so everybody who posted their dumb roaring 20s Facebook pic in January, it's all their fault. <laughs> I think we're all ready to see it go. I think we're ready to 
get back to normal. Oh, I should have asked you at the outset. I'm fairly, you're, cl- the, the center, the Imagination Station is closed, right? We are still temporarily closed. Um, we are hoping to announce our reopening date in the very near future. Um, we've been working hard on some virtual offerings, and we do have small groups of people coming in. Um, we're offering some in-person workshops for a small number of people and then access to kids' space as well. So slowly allowing people in um, the building. Is it, hopefully soon we will fully reopen to the public. Is it good or bad? I would. I'm not putting. I I put very little in the in the COVID pandemic blessing in disguise folder. <clears throat> but Summit is utter chaos right now. It so, is. I mean, not that that necessarily would have impacted you guys a lot because it's you, you guys would have the school buses coming by, but is it any kind of blessing at all because because of that and also it helps you get the theater finished up? Sure, sure. So I can say, you know, it did give us the opportunity to finish um, the Key Bank Discovery Theater knowing that it would have been a real challenge with Summit Street under construction and us under construction at the same time having visitors get here. Um, so now that our front entrance will be accessible, it is a lot easier for us. Um, and in the long run, though, I think it would have benefited us a lot more to be open. Obviously, the amount of revenue we've lost during this closure has been pretty significant. So that's why support on events like this are, are key right now. So let me ask you the tough question. And if you want to dodge no. it, you can totally dodge it. How, <laughs> uh, there, there, there are levies, and, and we pay for some of our some of our taxes keep the Imagination Station going, right? Sure. Kind of yeah. like the zoo. So uh, can you could, could we expect more levies, more taxes? Like, how do you guys make any of that up? Because I know everybody's kind of like heightened right now because of the Metro Parks levy, and people are realizing that, you know, we pay for that. It's great, but we pay for that. Same, right. Very same thing with Zoom with Imagination Station. Yeah, I mean, we do, uh, you know, we do have taxpayer funding um, to assist us in our day-to-day operations. I will say it's it's a small amount for us um, in our overall budget. We really rely on our gate revenue, but we have kept that in the back of our minds during this time frame that, you know, people are aware that their taxes help fund us and that we haven't been open. Um, so, you know, little things we've done is, you know, like for our members, their membership has been extended for the duration of the closure. Um, we're looking at how we can do additional benefits to Lucas County residents once we reopen to kind of say, thank you. Um, we've missed you and we still appreciate your support. So it's definitely been in the back of our minds aware that, you know, we are supported by the taxpayers of Lucas County. Um, and that what can we do to say thank you for your support, um, even during this this temporary closure? Free Zoom calls with Carl, the brilliant scientist. Carl will come to your home and blow something up. Well, we can socially distance do demonstrations, but um, we've tried to do you know various social media things with him, and it's nice to have our imaginets back. Um, some of those things it's been a challenge that's yeah, for sure yeah i get it i mean it's not like I mean, the zoo did a lot of uh, neat animal things back in, in the springtime they uh, they were uh, working with us on the morning show and doing some things and that's great but you guys are so hands-on i know because my yeah. hands have been on some of those explosions you guys are so hands-on um so i understand that it's it's like it's you've got to deal with being the mom and the wife and then you got to deal with a place that has been like so deeply impacted by all of this yeah yeah it's um 
and it's interesting as we think about reopening that, you know, everyone thinks of us as that hands-on place. And right now people are like, don't touch anything. Um, so we've kind of gone through the building and kind of re-envisioned how we can make it still a really fun and safe environment for people. And luckily, we, you know, being a science center, we have the ability to go through and, and, and do that. So, I mean, when people come back, there will be certain experiences that unfortunately will still be temporarily closed. Um, but for the most part, it's the same science center, same things everybody loves, just a little bit different. And remember, uh, another not not a blessing in disguise at all. But you guys had like, and granted, it was going to shut down anyway or quiet down with the, the with summer ending. But you got the bar up and going pretty well. The bar restaurant thing that was available for people down by the water. Yeah, that hurt this summer not having um, the H two O Cafe open um, along the water as well. So you know. Next year, we'll be ready to welcome people back for a nice cocktail on the patio um, before a, a summer concert over at Promenade Park. Um, so, yeah, we didn't we didn't get to open that this year, but next year. What's uh, When was the date for the theater to open up, and, and now when may that be, or is it still floating? Well, so we originally had planned on opening the theater in the summer once construction wrapped up. We will, when we open... When we reopen to the public, we will also open the theater. So it'll be nice to have kind of something new for people to experience. I mean, it'll be reduced capacity. It's a 278-seat sure. theater. Our capacity is really only going to be about 60 to 70 to ensure for social distancing. Um, but it will be a new experience for people. So and that it, will be and it, a benefit. And it'll be mostly science-driven content, right? Yeah, you know, really the possibilities with the the Keeping Discovery Theater are endless. Um, but to start, we will show shorter science-based films. Um, but really, we have the ability to do just about anything in there. We can live stream with NASA. We could um, hold a TEDx talk in there. People can rent it for a private party. Um, and if they want to do it after hours, we can set up a bar for them. Um, it can function completely separate from the Science Center or at the same time. So... Um, we have the ability to do second-run Hollywood films. You know, it's 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 a lot. But to start, we will focus on the shorter 20 to 30-minute science films. I've seen a couple of them, and it's it definitely takes you somewhere that you normally wouldn't go. Because it, it's not an IMAX theater, but it's different from your regular run-of-the-mill theater, right? Right, right. So think of IMAX as a brand, okay. like Kleenex and tissue. Okay. Um, so... IMAX is the brand of something very similar to what we have in the theater. We have a high-definition 4K, 58-foot wide screen. The, we, you sit close to the screen to really immerse yourself in the experience. Um, so think with the 58 feet, what does that mean? Think two humpback whales, n- nose to tail. That's how long it is. Two, two, uh, uh, 58 feet, is that bigger or smaller than a usual movie theater because I can't think of a humpback whale you might believe that I've been around them but I've not <laughs> um, you know I'm not exactly sure the size of a, a regular movie theater okay. I will say you definitely sit closer to ours than you do there um, and we have the ability with some 3D stuff I felt I was watching one and I felt like I probably could have touched a sea ray in it so awesome well I'm looking cool. forward to it I like those kinds of things and um, you definitely have to come check it out I hope I hope people and maybe you guys have talked about this I asked the health director about this last week um, 
touching stuff is not yeah. is not as contagious as we thought like six months ago, where sure. like if you touch something that somebody else touched, like you're gonna get it. No, no, no. It's all it's all like droplets in your face kind of thing. So hopefully people can get past that or will learn that and can realize that they can go back to literally putting their hands on everything in the imagination station. Right. Just wear your mask. Be safe. Yeah. Um, but luckily with our plan on reopening, we have fully been approved by the Lucas County Health Department. And then we've also have the approval of the infectious disease team at ProMedica. So we've, we've done our due diligence to make sure that we are a safe and fun environment. I would expect nothing less what we do we like people to come and have fun see that and learn something while they're at it this was easy this is perfect thanks for coming on hopefully things for the bash will will work out with the restaurants and everything it's through through friday right through friday the restaurants are through friday um silent auction will actually go through the end of the weekend so um there's some awesome experiences some packages some clothes there's all kinds of stuff there's something for everyone where can people see where those are at um, if you head to imaginationstationtoledo.org, okay. and you search for Feed Your Imagination, it'll take you right there. I like it. Are any of the packages where Carl comes to my house and blows something up? There is a package where you could be um, a special guest on an Imagine It segment with Carl. I like it. Oh, and one last thing. It's got your name written all over it, Eric. Uh, it, I, I'm all for Carl blowing stuff up. Can you get some, can you get some nerdy stuff? I think before you told me that they're pretty expensive, uh, things, but can you get some nerdy stuff like some Star Trek, some Star Wars? Yeah, I know you like that stuff. We'll see what we can do. I do like Mythbusters was super cool. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, we, we've, we've tossed around. We won't have a traveling exhibit when we reopen, but what, when we feel like we can do it again, um, what can we bring in? And dinosaurs are always good, but not the dinosaurs that everybody always gets. That dinosaur one that you guys had a couple of years ago before I knew you, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, that was when I first started here. I had a roaring dinosaur outside my office that every time someone walked by, it roared. I don't know if you knew this, but that that's what dinosaurs do. They roar. Yeah, they so. do. Not everybody has one sitting outside their office. Well, maybe if they weren't extinct, more people would have them, Kate. <laughs> you know, you just never know what you're going to get here, though. We just have fun and do. I know it's a good place. Awesome thing. It's a good place. And then I, uh, I, I didn't. I had to process that you guys were closed. You closed like the last week of the summer, right before Labor Day, right? When? Like end of August or like right before this time Labor- around? Well, every year. Oh, we do typically do a fall shutdown in September because we are slower with. People starting back to school, field trips aren't coming in in September. So, yeah, we do typically do a fall shutdown to do some maintenance and, and that sort of thing in September. We'll clean up from all the summer camps that visit. And all I thought about was, like, thousands of little little campers, like, doing the, the loogie hawk noise in their nose and throats. Yeah, uh, we did have a small batch of summer campers in the building. It was small um, to make sure they could be safe. But they still had a great time. They made messy things and had fun. Perfect. Do I have to give you margarita now? What's that? Do I have to give you a margarita now? Of course you do. Well, it's a good thing that I've owed you for like several years on that, and I will not forget <laughs> that I owe you that. It's like what did my dad used to say? It's better than I owe you than never give it to you at all. That's fair. That's fair. I'll go with that. You know, things have been a little little crazy uh, over the last eight months. Or your buddy Sarah could have taken you down to Florida with her. Yeah, you know, she could have. 
She could have. Uh, those, she didn't. Those Haggerty's always up to some kind of hijinks. Always. Always. All right. Well, That's thanks. Why whenever. No, go ahead. Sean call. Whenever Sean calls me, I don't answer the phone. What do you think? It's new stuff or Haggerty stuff? I never know. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, he's good. sneaky like that. Uh, he's good at what he does. Yeah. When Sean he shows up, good. when Sean shows up, there's probably a big issue. It's not like a. It's not like an accident at Monroe and Secor. There's something big going on. That's fair. All right. Well, thank you. I'm sorry we couldn't do it the other way, but Thanks, this Derek. works just fine. And good luck with everything. All right. Hey. Thanks. Bye. Bye.